Welcome to the MedEvidence Monday Minute Radio Show, hosted by Kevin Geddings of WSOS St. Augustine Radio and powered by Encore Research Group. Each Monday morning, Dr. Michael Corin calls in to bring you the latest medical updates with insightful discussions. MedEvidence is where we help you navigate the real truth behind medical research with both a clinical and research perspective. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn about the truth behind the data in medicine and healthcare. This is MedEvidence. Of course, joining me live on the studio line, Dr. Michael Korn. He normally joins us on Monday, but we asked him if he could join us on Thursday this week. And we'll get to one of the main reasons why, which is a big event taking place tomorrow. But before we get to that, one thing you notice when you watch, you know, football or any sort of regular commercial television, especially local newscasts or, you know, cable news, I see a lot of pharmaceutical ads. And it seems like the pharmaceutical companies, Dr. Korn, are very focused on taking care of our ongoing chronic illnesses, but maybe not so focused on actually curing those illnesses. What do you say? Interesting. Good morning, Kevin. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Yeah. So, interesting point. Um, I, I went to a WJCT lecture by Ira Flatow on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and this concept came up as to whether or not the pharmaceutical industry was really rubbing their hands together and not curing things that they can cure because it's more profitable to just keep people with the disease and manage the disease. And uh, I can understand why people say that. So, for example, they're talking about the obesity epidemic, and uh, we have all these great drugs now that help people lose weight that we're studying and that we continue to study, but that requires an ongoing commitment to these drugs and the cost of that. On the other hand, what is the actual cause of obesity? Well, Obviously, people are overweight for a lot of reasons, but at the end of the day, it's because they eat too much. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, there's you know there are some biological signals that cause people to do that, and there are some uh, nutritional reasons in terms of having a lot of available calories that are so easy to consume. But at the end of the day, it's it's uh, an issue about how the human mind is programmed, how we eat for comfort, and how we eat. Uh, to sustain ourselves and how we live in a society where we're doing we're burning too few calories and eating too many, mm. but uh, to, you know to the notion that quote the pharmaceutical industry is trying to uh, overly profit from that and not quote cure it I think is a little bit extreme. Um, uh, maybe we'll have the technology at some point to truly understand all the mechanisms of appetite and quote cure it, but at this point we're doing the best we can in terms of managing that with some really, really interesting innovations that actually are understanding the chemistry between your gut and your brain. So just remind everybody, these uh, GLP-1 drugs like Ozempic and Jaro work by, by actually increasing the normal signaling between the gut and the brain, which is what turns uh, off your appetite. So, so interesting. But getting back to the original point about cure versus management, there have been diseases that have been cured. A famous recent example of that is hepatitis C. And uh, Gilead Pharmaceuticals came out with a drug a number of years ago, Sovaldi. You probably remember that. There was some controversy about the cost of it. But the argument was, okay, now we have a, a drug that can actually cure a problem, uh, cure a chronic problem that costs tremendous uh, morbidity and mortality around the world. And you take this drug for you know, several weeks and you're done. And so uh, what, what is the cost of that? What, what, what should society be willing to pay for that? And um, <clears throat> you know, these drugs are now readily on the market. They're truly 
cure something. Uh, the flip side of that is that there are other diseases that we don't have a, a drug for, but we've been able to, quote, cure through public health measures and vaccines. Uh, the most um, prominent example is smallpox. Right. We've talked about that before, that you know, smallpox is a scourge of mankind for hundreds and hundreds of years, and now it's been eradicated because of a vaccine strategy. So, in fact, um, industry has been able to, quote, cure diseases and, in fact, eradicate them. But there are some diseases that <clears throat> we don't necessarily understand well enough, or we understand them really well, but the way to cure them is pretty extreme. So an example of that would be the CRISPR technology for, say, sickle cell anemia, mm -hmm. where literally um, we can change the genes for somebody, but it requires basically a bone marrow transplant, which is a multi-million dollar type of intervention, and uh, who's going to pay for that? And and how do we you deal with resource allocation in those sort of circumstances, even though we now theoretically have the technology to do it? So uh, a lot, a lot of really, really interesting questions. Yeah, and indeed, you know, however your views on it, the actual COVID vaccine itself or the shingles vaccine, those are, you know, those are things designed to eliminate disease, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, those are good examples. So the, the COVID vaccine, it prepares your immune system for exposure to the virus. So it, it basically, it, it takes the approach from a disease standpoint that these viruses are out there, you're going to be exposed to them. So at least when you are exposed to them, your body is ready. Yeah. Uh, these very simple RNA viruses like COVID or influenza are constantly changing. So you can't really cure them because it's gonna be a different virus each year, but you can certainly prepare the immune system for that uh, type of interaction with the virus. Mm. So again, depending on the exact nature of the problem, there's going to be a different medical solution. Hey, if you're just tuning in, that's the voice of Dr. Michael Korn. Of course, he's with Encore Docs, and they are recruiting for leading edge, you know, medical advances right here in St. John's County and St. Augustine. They have offices really close to UF Flagler Hospital. And indeed, some of the things we're just talking about, you are recruiting for, you know, average citizens uh, to participate in, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, it's not always drugs. Um, some of the technologies that we're working on are information technology products. So, one that I'm actually really, really excited about is a uh, it's an application on your phone that helps people with congestive heart failure. So, we know congestive heart failure is again one of those diseases that you can't really cure because uh, we typically don't diagnose it until people already have some very severe damage to their heart, scarring or enlargement or other problems with the muscle function of the heart that leads to shortness of breath and often hospitalizations and, and death if you don't actually treat it uh, effectively. So it's a you know, very severe problem. But the good news is that we have a lot of drugs that make a huge difference. And if you get an early warning on what's happening with this problem, you can intervene quickly and simply. So the work that we're doing now involves an app basically talking to your phone and the phone then uses artificial intelligence to determine whether or not your speech patterns are changing or your breathing patterns are changing. And that will give you an alert, give your doctor an alert that maybe the congestive heart failure is becoming worse. And it can be uh, intervened on in the very early stages with a simple intervention like a diuretic. So um, this is a great example of a study that we're recruiting for right now in St. Augustine, by the way. And uh, so if you have congestive heart failure and you're hearing my voice, you might be interested in learning more about this. Yeah. Well, you can do that by going to EncoreDocs.com. That's EncoreDocs.com. If you 
know someone in your circle of friends, a family member too, get them to call this number to ask any questions. You know, they're very friendly and you're going to get a real live human being when you call 904-730-0166. That number again, 904-730-0166. And Dr. Corn, before we let you go, tell us about an event that's coming up tomorrow at the WJCT Public Radio Studios in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Uh, Dr. Stephen Tengis and I will be speaking about Alzheimer's dementia. Hmm. And Dr. Tengis is a great neurologist, really, really knowledgeable guy. And uh, he and I are going to kind of break it down for everybody and help people understand the latest research. And there's a lot of really, really interesting stuff uh, related to tau protein and amyloid plaques that you probably hear in the media, but probably don't understand it exactly. So we're going to break that down and also talk about some of the really breaking research that's trying to manage this condition. Yeah. And that event takes place when tomorrow? It's noon at the WJCT studio in Jacksonville, right across from our famous football stadium. That's right. That's right. Well, Dr. Corrin, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate it. And good luck with the event tomorrow, okay? Much appreciated, Kevin. Have a great rest of the week. Thanks for joining the MedEvidence Podcast. To learn more, head over to medevidence.com or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.